Welcome to the Speaking of Phenomenal podcast. I'm your host, Amy Boyle, internationally published photographer and entrepreneur. For the last two years, I've shined a light on weekly stories through the 52 Phenomenal Women Project, a social platform and community celebrating women for what makes them phenomenal right now. Spoiler alert, we don't raise our hands often enough to celebrate our unique qualities that make us all who we are. Yes, you guessed it, phenomenal. What I know for sure is sharing of our empowering stories must continue, and that is why I created the Speaking of Phenomenal podcast. Sharing the mic weekly with phenomenal women all over the world while we embrace what right now makes each of us phenomenal and therefore uplifting each other when we need it the most. Thank you for joining our community. I am so glad you're here. Speaking of phenomenal, you know who is? You are. Hello and welcome, Chandria. I'm so happy to have you on the Speaking of Phenomenal podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I really appreciate it. I think the world of social media is so interesting and finding you through um, a friend of mine online saying, you know, the two of you should connect and share your stories. I think it's pretty fascinating how this whole world interweaves and lets us get to know one another. So please introduce yourself to our audience. Sure thing. Hi, everybody. I'm Chandria Brownlow. I'm a TV talk show host based in Chicago. I'm born and raised here in the city. <laughs> um, I also am a brand new filmmaker. I actually just launched a media production company in December. And so um, I, my, my talk show broadcasts on television in 105 cities across the country. So I usually spend my time producing the show. I conduct interviews much like this one. And uh, in the wake of COVID, I've been conducting Zoom interviews as well. So um, I'm excited to still be connected with people all over the world. So I produced the show and now I'm running a new media company. So (laughs) that's me. (laughs) So where did your inspiration come from? Like why media for you? Um, How long ago did you get started? Sure. Uh, My late father was in media, so that's where my influence came from. He worked for a local TV station. And so, um, I mean, news and media were part of my childhood growing up, just watching him go to work every day and, you know, run camera for a news station. Um, And then I remember being about 12, I wanted to be a meteorologist, which is so funny to think about today. (laughs) Um, And so I remember going to the studio with him and seeing like a studio production for the first time and just noticing like that the meteorologist was actually in front of the green screen and not in front of the map like I'd see on TV. I remember being so inquisitive about that. Like, how is how how does that work? How does it all work? You know, who's in the control room? Who are the people? Who are the floor directors? Who's the camera guy? Who's who's editing it? And so I really at an early age got a uh, got to learn about how media and studio production works just from the influence of my dad, just being able to see that as an example. And I carried that with me through my teen years. Um evidently. <laughs> and then I ended up going to attend Columbia College, um, which is the top art school in the Midwest. And so I studied television with a concentration in production directing. So I, I learned all facets of media, field production, studio production, how to produce, write, edit, direct, everything behind the scenes. And I, I absolutely loved the, uh, my college experience because um, I'm learning from people like my instructors or people that had real world experience that work for network television or news stations and they were, you know, giving back in the classroom setting. So I loved that experience so much. When I graduated college, I was just like, you know, your typical grad who was looking for a job and 
um, seeking out opportunities. And sometimes you don't always have that job lined up, you know, when it's time to graduate. And so I remember some time passing, another year passed, and I was like, okay, I'm competing with a, an incre- like an entire new graduating class for the same jobs. And so I decided I was going to launch my own show. And that's that was the spark of just independent producing. It was like, I'm going to start my own show just so I can have some experience to put on my resume. Like, that's what that's what it was. It wasn't for, I had no idea I would be where I am today. I would be producing a talk show. I would be creating films. I would be creating content. I really was thinking so that I could be a credible employee or even have a chance, which this industry can be very challenging too. I mean, you're competing against so many people. They want you to have experience. It's like, where am I going to get the experience from? And so I decided I was going to make this little entertainment show and just interview local talent in Chicago. And I mean, I feel like that really took off for me. That was like my first experience um, of creating something on my own and running something on my own. And handling all facets of it from writing it, creating it, editing it, shooting it. So um, definitely a rewarding experience, but it's a true testament to who I am today. Absolutely. Cause not everyone can just take the reins themselves and, and get going. So I, I think there's got to be some major drive within you and that's pretty incredible. Who would be besides like your family? Um, did you have other uh, students and things that were supportive? How did, did you go it completely alone or did you bring a little crew with you? I think I've always had help. I don't think I've ever, I, c- I can't say I've completed this journey in any facet of it without any help. I mean, uh, whether it be big help or small help, whether it be someone running camera for you while you're, you know, doing your interviews out in the street or, you know, whether it's someone helping you with editing or motion graphics or giving you an idea or recommending someone to interview, much like we did today, you know, I was recommended to you. And and I think that's just what, when you're ambitious that way, I think that's what makes the world go round. I think that's like the single act of support. It costs you nothing to refer somebody, you know, it, but it can be rewarding to to help somebody along their journey. One little one little instance of kindness can go a long way. So there have been a lot of kind people along my journey who have helped me in some capacity. So no, I did not do it alone. <laughs> True. I just I think about the um the drive itself and like what may motivate you in the morning. And that's pretty awesome that you just ha- had a story to tell and look where it's gotten you. So 105 mm-hmm. different cities. What where did you begin with breaking out into the different markets? Uh, sure. I, well, I started for the last seven years up until October of 2020. Um, after I, losing my dad, I moved back to Chicago. And so prior to that, I was living in Los Angeles. My husband and I were living in Los Angeles. And um, I had been, you know, creating my show and producing my show and then, you know, putting the videos online. And then I was like, I want this show on TV. Like... <laughs> And so there was, there's a local station in L.A., uh, in the late area, L.A. area is called Padnet, and they are in Long Beach, California, which is right outside of L.A. There's a Padnet will allow members to submit content um, to air on television, you know, for a very nominal fee. And so I, I had all this content that was just building up. And so I submitted um, my videos and to this day, I've been running on Padnet for over two years now. And so that's what kind of sparked it. You know, it takes one <laughs> and then you get two and then, you know, just like anything, you just build up. And so um, they're not like 105 individual stations. Um, they're a m- multiple stations, but some of like just like how some stations cover a certain region or a certain area. I, I just started one at a time. Um, I sought out stations. I did a lot of cold calling 
I did a lot of cold emailing, like I'm an independent producer, you know, and I'd like to have my, you know, submit my content. And I mean, and I got a lot of no's. I got a lot of no, not at this time. Um, you know, my work, I can even be, be honest, my work wasn't as polished in the beginning, you know, of me like setting out to do this. And so some of those no's that I got in, say, 2017, I end up getting yes later. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes a no doesn't, sometimes a no means not right now, you know? <laughs> it's what we make of that no. Either it becomes a lesson, like, okay, why did I get the no? Did I get the no because I'm not as polished as I should be? Did I get the no because it's just not good timing? And sometimes we don't know why we got the no. And sometimes it's not for us to know, but I just always feel like there's a lesson. I was never discouraged. I just had to keep going. And so one city in Long Beach turns into 105 cities. But yeah, it was just a lot of cold calling and asking. You know, I feel like we get what we ask for. (laughs) Oh, definitely. As far as what would be your biggest surprise out of all this? Like, I, I think we're almost prepared for the no's in some way when we're getting started. Cause you're like, well, I don't have the experience, but I'm, I'm working my way up. So what was your biggest like door open, big surprise? My biggest surprise was airing in Australia in Melbourne. Um, <laughs> I found some information online and they were to submit content and I did. And surprisingly I got a response back and they broadcast the show in 2018 for about I got about a good four or five month run. And then um, the program director was like, we're going to, you know, only continue to take local talent, content from local talent. But just the fact that he gave me a shot. I mean, technically, I don't think that I was supposed to air because I, I'm not, I don't even live in the city, let alone, you know, the continent, you know, <laughs> so you know, for someone to take a chance on me and say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll give you some spin, you know. And so to have my show airing in, in Australia was probably the most um, pleasant surprise. <laughs> I think that would be pretty amazing to all, all of a sudden be an international uh, host right away. As far as your topics that you cover, what's your favorite? I saw entertainment and you said you were into meteorology first when you thought about breaking into the industry so what uh, what do you love the most my favorite I cover health and wellness I cover love and relationships I cover lifestyle topics and entertainment my favorite is the love and relationship topics I just love to you know sit down and dive into certain topics um, I try to create shows that help people like every episode the goal is to try to encourage or inspire and empower someone um, I did a lot more in love I would have relationship coaches on the show like I remember once I did a, one of my favorites is I did a show called um, how to get over a breakup quickly you know because sometimes we you know we just sit in it you're sad you're <laughs> heartbroken for months you know you just can't go on you know and so I, I thought like you know I've been there before you know what if I could create a, a segment that would could inspire somebody who's going through that or maybe if they ever go through it they may remember this moment like these are 10 ways to get over it a lot faster than just kind of letting it just shut your whole world down and so segments like that that help people um I, I really enjoy doing the most or like health and wellness topics. I did a, one memorable segment was how to eat right for your blood type, you know, because some people don't even know what their blood types are, let alone the fact that certain foods you may be eating because of that blood type could be causing you more harm than good. You know, every vegetable, we're not supposed to eat every vegetable or fruit with certain blood types and everything's not free for all, you know, you 
you may have a blood type where you shouldn't eat citrus and you're just eating an orange every week, you know, or every day. And it could be causing some other issues. And down the line, you know, those may catch up with you. So I try to help people emotionally, physically, mentally. So I do a lot of like chats about, you know, overcoming adversity. I've had so many people on the show about overcoming adversity because sometimes life is just hard. It's just it's troubling, you know, even before COVID, life could be hard sometimes. There's hardship. But then with COVID, I mean, I'm not the only person that's lost someone due to COVID. I'm not the only person that's, that's you know, where I know someone that's suffered from COVID or has been affected by COVID. Maybe people have lost jobs. People have had to relocate. Like, so much has gone on in the last year. And so, you know, if I could create a show that gives people empowerment or hope or um, even just something, something educational. Like I didn't know that about my blood type or I didn't know that about, you know, how to be fabulously fit or, you know, how to, how to work out when you have a really busy schedule, you know, what can you do to, to get some fitness in if you're sitting at a desk all day, you know, <laughs> those are the type of things that I enjoy creating something that will help people long-term. It's so important. I think with, with COVID in general, we, and have been isolated for this whole past year and to know that you're not alone and to know that we can use our resources to help one another, to lift one another up and learn something along the way. Um, I think that's just fantastic because there's so many of us that have such incredible gifts to share. And why not use media and platforms that we have at our access to lift each other up? So I'm very excited to hear that your show handles a lot of that. And with that, it brings me to like, I really want to know more about your short film, Dare to Love, speaking that you like to talk about relationships and helping one another. So give us a little bit of background on that. Sure. I mean, I love love. I love the love shows. I love shows like 90 Day Fiance and Married at First Sight. I like to see the happy endings. And so romantic comedies and love stories have always kind of been my jam anyway. And so if I was going to write a short film, it probably would have something to do with love and relationships anyway. (laughs) And so um, I wrote a film called Dare to Love and it follows this young engaged couple who are struggling to find common ground and we catch them right at the beginning of their first visit within a wedding planner and we get to see just how how completely off the off each other's path they are like we are not we don't agree on the financial part we don't even agree you know he wants a small ceremony she wants this top-notch you know breathtaking memorable occasion um and it's just one of those things where there's no right or wrong person just because you disagree with someone doesn't always mean that someone's wrong and doesn't mean that someone's necessarily right we're just not we just not on the same page and we either have to make a decision to compromise somehow or go our separate ways so we just we get to see them kind of struggle um in that decision like okay do you still want to get married I mean you're not agreeing or (laughs) you proposed to me I didn't propose to myself you know and so it's just that struggle and um in the end they have to both make a decision on it's dare to love but it's not about just romantic love it's also about self-love you know and sometimes we have to make hard choices for ourselves like I want to do what makes me feel happy you know I want to do what serves you know I don't I don't want anything that doesn't serve me it doesn't bring me joy it doesn't make me happy and sometimes those are some tough decisions to say you know what this is not an ideal situation it's not a happy situation but I have to put myself first today you know and so it's 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 bigger than a love story it's a self-love story I've just filmed it and then I released it on February 13th. So it's out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> perfect. The month of love anyway, right? So that's always a good thing. 
Um, how did you do all this during COVID? Because it's so challenging just in general. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey there, Phenomenal listeners. I want to take a moment to talk to you about something very important, your feedback. We're always striving to make speaking a phenomenal the best it can be, and your thoughts play a huge role in that process. So whether you're nodding along in agreement or have some constructive criticism, we want to hear it all. Just head to the link in the show notes and let your voice be heard. And now back to this week's phenomenal episode. Absolutely. COVID is, you know, that, that was actually one of my previous fears because I started write, working on film pride writing in 2019. And so I had all these grandiose plans of putting out films in tw- all of 2020. I thought that I would just be filming and creating projects and COVID was like, no, you're not, you're going to have a seat. <laughs> and so I just continued to write and create. And um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to set intentions for this year since, you know, last year was very, um, unpredictable you know it was very like let's just ride this thing out (laughs) and so I really wanted to go into the new year with some intentions and so I was like I'm going to launch this media company I'm going to do my first film project and so in the wake of COVID we didn't have any in-person rehearsals I had a small cast of six people Um, we did Zoom for meeting for all meetings all rehearsals and then I would have like individual rehearsals for like your scene partners and so um that I wanted to keep the contact to a minimum so they 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 didn't meet until they had to record and so on film day you know the crew we all were masked and we were very well protected and then as a director I had to film them with distance you know (laughs) sometimes I filmed on different days like maybe you're at your house you're at your house where originally when it was written they would be in the same space but then I switched it because of COVID so that there would be much much more distance and so a lot of the scenes you'll see a, a great deal of distance most scenes you see distance and so that was challenging um also it was a blizzard the weekend that we filmed here in Chicago and so that wasn't fun at all um but I just appreciate the entire cast and crew just braving through you know we were getting stuck out there you know and I really thought like you know people were like are you going to postpone it or cancel it I'm like well it's Chicago I can postpone it and then it could be snowing the next time that I film it you know (laughs) the next time I schedule it so we just all braved through and and we got it done so (laughs) (laughs) you're so so right about Chicago weather and it's 50 degrees today and we had two feet of snow uh six days ago. It's like, okay, you know, <laughs> and, and it might be back to a blizzard tomorrow. You just never know. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you made this film and you have your production company and you're married. Where do you find balance in your day? Because I know I'm a mother of four and I'm a business owner and there it's hard. So I'd like to hear your perspective. <laughs> it is hard. Um, but it's about knowing when to unplug is, that's probably what I would say is just sometimes you, you can't do it all in one day. You know, even if you really want to be a superhero and just get it all done, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes it's okay to wait till tomorrow. And um, I, I would probably say I give myself a lot more grace these days than maybe I did, you know, maybe years ago or maybe prior to getting married. I probably was much more uh, <laughs> frenzied about like, I have to get everything done today, you know, or I would get off work and then I would just work from 
I mean, eating dinner while working or editing or, um, or just piling all this responsibility on myself where I would, you know, have to stay up all night and then get up in the morning and go to work all day. And then just kind of, I would run that course until I just completely burn out. And then now I'm literally walking in the door at five and I'm crashing and then I'm sleeping like until two o'clock from five to two, I'm just crashed because, um, but I mean, present day, no, I am uh, much better at, um, unplugging and disconnecting and just, just sometimes just having a carefree day or carefree moment or just say, you know what, I'm just going to sit and just watch TV right now. I'm not going to worry myself too much. Um, I'm going to get done what needs to get done. And then if not, if I can't get it done today, then I'll schedule it for another time. And I'm pretty good with rescheduling. I think that's been my like secrets. My secret jam is rescheduling what I don't have time for or what I feel like I need or something else. Like if I need to rest or, you know, you know, chat with, talk to my husband or my family or what, what have you. It's just about, you know, making more time for everything and not just, you know, like what's important to you. You know, everything feels important. (laughs) Um, But I think unplugging is most ideal. Yeah. Unplugging is huge. Um, And I really respect the fact that you said like rescheduling because you know, maybe the energy isn't there. So if you if you push through and you didn't bring everything you had to the table, then you're not given what you could. I think one of the things we've learned through COVID is that that quiet, that downtime is so important and it's really okay. And that permission and forgiveness, you know, uh, things do get done. I mean, we even just pushed back our recording 30 minutes and it made all the difference because no one was rushed. We were able to adjust on the fly and, but also come into it mindful and with full intent for what we're going to get done today. And and, and I think we're going to see more of that going forward, which is incredible. Um, So you mentioned Columbia. I have a few friends who have, uh, kids in school there and of a couple friends that teach there what would you give as your biggest piece of advice for someone going into the creative arts in general uh for someone's going into creative arts whether it be at columbia or anywhere i would say um, maximize your school or your collegiate experience um, generally art schools have a ton of resources from the instructors to your peers I mean, I have some classmates who are doing and who are doing or have done some incredible things. Um, the Alumni Association at Columbia is phenomenal. And so um, I've been a part of alumni events and things like that. And so just let it keep them updated on what you're doing or what your needs are. You know, when I went to um, when I first moved to L.A., I was looking for a place to film my show and the alumni office open their doors and were like you could come and film your show here you saw and that meant so much to me that they were like you could come here as a couch in there and you could film your show here and so I mean whether it's a couch to film something or you know I don't whatever your ask is but if you're entering creative arts I would just maximize the experience the people your peers like get to know everyone um I mean, when I was in school, we had an opportunity to check out equipment, use your school's equipment to film so many independent projects. And I filmed weddings. Like, I, I, just, really, I just really stepped up out there and, and created my own, uh, my own way. And I could not have done it without those resources. So, you know, don't go to school there. Don't go to a creative, don't enter a creative program and then just go to school and then just sit idly by. Like, take advantage of the staff 
the support staff even don't be just don't be afraid to ask what what you need or what you want from that experience because that's why you pay tuition that's why you were enrolled there I mean they they it's kind of like they have your best interest forever like I graduated from college in 04 and <laughs> and then in 2015 I'm using an office to do an interview in so you know it's not like okay you've been cut off you know you're, you don't go to school here anymore so it's, it's uh I would say just utilize those ex- those experiences and connections it never hurts to ask and kind of going back to your um, original thought of like, you know, there were a few no's to get to the yeses, but, you know, alumni networks in general are just so willing to help one another succeed to, you know, keep that stuff going. And who doesn't want to like share their successes so that you can rise too? I think that's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. How does everyone find you online and social and everything else? Sure. If you're checking me out for my talk show, my website is thechandriashow.com. And then for my media company and to watch my first short film, the website is cbrownlowmedia.com. So, and then I'm on all social platforms. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, at Chandria TV. And I'm on LinkedIn too, Chandria Brownlow. <laughs> I will make sure that everything that you just mentioned is in our show notes so everyone can find you directly and just click a link and be connected with you and see all the great things that you're producing. I can't wait to see more. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your platform you sharing today and you give me an opportunity to share with your audience. I'm grateful. (laughs) Well, I just love seeing um, women in general, but all people doing great, phenomenal things and living their best lives and chasing their dreams. And you're doing all those things and I can't wait to see more and hopefully connect you with other people as well. So thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks, Amy. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Be sure to subscribe now as well as follow along at Speaking of Phenomenal on Instagram and 52phenomenalwomen.com. That's the number 52phenomenalwomen.com. See you soon.